0: That was a hard one to surprise Mama because Mama can figure things out. You already heard him on the phone. I know you heard him on the phone. Just act like, it was great. It was great. Okay. She did. She heard it. All right. And what we want to do today, we're going to talk about the gospel in motion. If you've been coming for the last, this is our sixth installment. If you're looking for the rest of them, you can go on to gracepoint.com and see all the podcasts there. And today, this, I think, is special because I'm going to talk about moving forward. Because, and I dedicate this to the mothers because I can't. Mothers always have to move forward, don't have time to hang around. I said, I admire you when you get out the car in the mornings and you're doing this. I admire you when you're driving on Monday mornings, getting your kids to school. And you're doing the makeup at the same time, and the mirror's doing all that. And you're still driving. (laughs) And you forget about the little guy who's walking (laughs) off the road. But you get there, Wiley ISD. And Abilene ISD, when they say slow down, y'all don't have time. Got to unload these kids in school so I can get to work. And then you got to get off work, and you got to run home, and you got to make something to eat. Right? Any guys cook here? Okay, do you guys fix food for your wives? Or do we talk about that on Father's Day? <laughs> and you got to figure out the menu. And you got to go, what do you want to do, honey? You want to go to the store? Not really. He wants you, want you to go. Because <laughs> you're always moving forward. And nothing stops you. And what I want to talk about today is, last week we talked about Paul as he noticed his past. The good things and the bad things. I called him, he was like an accountant. Um, like an accountant, accounting his life. And he found out he was bankrupt. This week, when you on down to chapter 3, church, um, verses 12 through 21, he acts like a, um, he's an athlete. On the first part, 12 to 16, and then 17 to 21, he acts like he's a foreign alien. Because he talks about the citizenship, the same thing that, that, uh, that Alan talked about, our citizenship's in heaven. So when your citizenship is in heaven, that means you're an alien here. You're only temporary. Your, your real home is not here like anyone coming from another country going to trying to understand their standards so we have a kingdom standard but we're here on earth and what it is don't mean that you act so heavenly minded that you know earthly good what you try to do is and what you want to basically do every single day is you want to view the world with a heavenly viewpoint so your perspective will be a heavenly perspective not a worldly perspective when they said these things are going wrong and we're going to go into another this and another that, heaven doesn't go through droughts. Our father never stops to deliver. He's never over budget. He's never under budget. He owns everything. So you have a heavenly point of view when we talk about the citizenship. And what I want to do is just spend a few moments that we have together and talk about moving uh, Moving forward. And the favorite word I wanted to give you two words. You gotta say "press on." Press on. Say it to your neighbor. Press on. Press on. Now you gotta deal with some salt. You gotta say "press on." <laughs> like your mother used to tell you, "Don't come in my face." You better. You better move on. You know when they put the hand moms when y'all put the hand out. What does that mean? Don't come near the hand. Does it? <laughs> so we <we're> got. <gonna laughs> That wasn't in the script either. But we'll, <laughs> let's start reading in verse twelve. So not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. of Christ, the end is destruction. Their God is their belly and their glory is in their shame. With minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies, I get an afro back, to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself, and you see this, Paul's acting the very first part, twelve through sixteen, like an athlete, like a runner, and he was always using different uh, different ways of trying to communi- communicate the gospel. Talking about, if you know about um, who loves the Olympics? Who loves the Olympics every year they come out? Who loves the track and field? Who loves those photo finishes when they lean and they strain to get that gold medal? They're moving, but they're like, oh boy, right? And they're straining. To get a prize, that's just not going to be worth much anyway. So you put that in perspective on the kingdom of God. That the prize that we're going at, the goal that we're going at, is imperishable. It won't fade away. Here's here's a uh, great thing I want to share with you, if you don't get anything else today. The goal and the prize is Jesus Christ. Because we were his goal and prize. Paul says, I go after, I press on to take hold of which Christ took hold of him, of me. Think about how God got a hold of you. And that word means hold, it means apprehend. Now I don't know about you guys who might have run from the police when they were trying to apprehend you. When they grabbed you, they locked you up. I'm not that way, I'm from New York, I was a good boy. And apprehend means you're in custody and it's not a powerful God that we have who when he died on the cross was coming after us to apprehend us freedom wow that means when he strained on the cross he took it all for the joy set before him us took it all so when Paul says I take hold because Christ has taken hold, and we know in Acts chapter 9, when Paul was head, heading to Damascus to tear up some Christians, he met Jesus, arrested him. Same way, we didn't, we, God had to arrest each and every one of us. But he did it with joy. So when we talk about apprehend, he apprehended him. When we look at this, the word press, you see the word press twice. It says this, to seek after eagerly, earnestly to acquire something to run swiftly in order to catch a personal thing. And this one says to pursue with hostile intent. I mean, that guy was pursuing that. Paul was pursuing that goal and that prize. The same way Christ pursued us through hostile intent. It was hostilities all around him. He pursued and he went through. He didn't quit. And any moment he can say, I'm done. Can't do this any longer. The same way he wants us to go in the kingdom of God after we get born again, to pursue that which he has pursued us for. That's amazing. It's a win-win situation because he says he empowers us to do it. That's good news, really good news. You have, and you, Let me give you an example about uh, apprehending and pursuing. You know, when you stayed out late in my day, before the sun went down, you were supposed to be in the house. You know what I mean? It means in the house, not on a stoop. So if the sun went down, and you were down the street, your friends knew you were in trouble. They said, "Rich man is dark," and you're, "Oh my gosh!" And then you hear, "Richard!" And everyone postulates, and my mother come pursuing. And you know how you know some of y'all parents. I have seen y'all in Walmart. How you apprehend your kid? When you pull that arm, you're coming with what? Me. Don't you do anything in public because I can't wait to get you home. <laughs> Pursuing you, chase you down. And you'll remember when it gets dark, you need to be in the house. My bedtime was seven thirty in the morning. At night. <laughs> That's right. When I thought she forgot to beat me, she did it at 7.30 in the morning. She made me sleep all night. Think, I'm free. I'm free. The door opens up. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Having a feedback. I'm having a flashback. So the other word, lay, press, lay hold, apprehend, to take possession of. It's the same way moms do that with their children. I've seen some of y'all. I say, God loves you. And <laughs> if he will, come over here. <laughs> and he's talking about a race, running a race. Life is a race, not the rat race, it's the kingdom race. In 1 Corinthians 9 24, Paul talks about it again, athletically. Do you know that in a race, all runners run? The only one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain it. And he goes on about how that prize is is perishable, but the prize that we win is imperishable. One translation of God's word says, I lay hold of of the things that Christ had laid hold for me. Basically meant Christ has something for me to do. Now I'm laying hold of that what he already saw ahead of time. See, each and every one of us, Christ has something for us to do. And now he wants you to lay hold of it. And every step you take is not a misstep. It's not a misstep. I love God. You might think you're falling behind, but you never really. You're always in. He always can reroute the plan for you. One thing he does, he brings it down. Focus. Bring, he says, the one thing I do, which guys love, because you can only do one thing at a time, right, guys? Your wife tells you we're going to go eat, and you have a discussion. She says, how about um, Logan's? So Logan's, stick in your mind, and y'all talk a little more. How about uh, Olive Garden? And, okay, and you drive to Logan's. Reason why, that's the only thing you heard was Logan's. The other part, you can only do one thing at a time. The one thing you do, you focus. We focus. Put all our concentrated energy into one thing. Paul says, I put everything. Remember I talked about the past was not, you know, he had some things that he was proud of and some things he wasn't so proud of. But he had to go that one focus to go forward, to move forward. And here's the one word he puts here forgetting. Now here's the hard part. Forgetting. Before we get on the human level. I love the word forgetting. It didn't say forget. That means forgetting is an everyday process. Forgetting what's behind and straining forward's head. Those things that mistakes you made. Forgetting those things from yesterday. Forgetting those accomplishments. You ever meet any schoolyard legends? I grew up with a bunch of them. If I go home to New York right now, the guys I grew up with didn't do anything, they still in the park, still wearing their jacket from Martin Van Buren High School. Talking about back in the day when they were able to slam dunk. Now the basket's leaning over and they looking pretty bad. But they never forget what it was like. They never went forward in the present or future. A lot of times in the church, you can come here and say, you know, back in the day, I did that. Well, today's the day. What are you doing now? Well, it doesn't work out unless it works exactly the way you remember it from the back in the day. But things change. So that he's talking about those things that hold us up, those things that trigger us from moving forward. Accomplishments or defeats, and defeat is a de- event. It's not identity. <laughs> it's not our identity. One thing Miss Donna taught me about, this will help you in school, taught me about in, in school how to study for a test on focus. She said this, to do the one thing. We have, a te- we have to take two tests in the military. Call it PFE, which is professional military education, which makes you sleep and you have your skill knowledge, which just is exciting. She taught me how to study effectively with focus, how to concentrate on the one thing, pass the test, because we do everything through multiple choice. She said this honey, just, write, just cross off all the wrong answers and just focus on the right answer. So when I went to the test, I knew the right answer. I didn't have to play around with the other answers. There were no other answers. Same thing with us. We focus on Christ. That's all we do. When we read our Bible, we focus on, even when we read our Bible to get intelligent, we read our Bible to find him. And you cross out everything else that really doesn't count. It really doesn't. It doesn't mean anything except him. You cross out all that stuff, and you have to work at it. That's why he said forgetting, because you are doing good today, and tomorrow something will come up that might remind you of something, or someone will remind you of someone you offended with, and no one else gets a chance because you haven't taken care of that in the past, or your past. You can't change the past, but you can surely learn from it. I learned very quickly how not to climb up a ladder that's not steady? What a fall. What an embarrassment. And the light switch was what's wrong with it. Why are you climbing up there? I learned <laughs> from my past. I'm called an electrician. Because I am not Bob Villa. Same thing. Don't let that, which is hindering you, because all of us walk around in it, mess with the today. Because, you know, today is just what you worried about yesterday. Don't let, don't lose today. You know, i am noticing a lot of people losing the moments today. We don't live life by the moments. We live life going to the next place. I can't wait till I get to the next place. Because what are you going to do when you get there? I can't wait till I get to the next one. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Enjoy the, the scenery. Because it, it was so, I got to go, I got to go. I gotta, we even try to climb the kingdom of God with that. I got to be an elder. I got to be this. I got to be that. Hey, why don't you just start and concentrate on Jesus and loving people? You'll be surprised where you wind up. But enjoy the ride. Because we forgot how to enjoy life. We have. That's why they want to give you pills to teach you how to do it. You ever hear this commercial? Take this pill to find the real you. <laughs> really doesn't make sense, does it? We need to enjoy the ride, he's saying. And here's a guy who's riding in prison, chained to people, talking about enjoying yourself. Was <laughs> <laughs> his perspective heavenly? See, you're not defined, you are not defined by your circumstances or your past. You're defined by your citizenship. When God looks at Jeff, God does not see the jobs Jeff's had, the disappointments Jeff's had. He sees Jeff, my son. We see that, but he doesn't see that. So when we have a heavenly perspective, we got to see ourselves as God sees us. So our life won't be up and down, it'll be push and pull. There's a story. I want to close with this. This There's a story. A man from Tanzania. One of the great, you know, he was a, he wanted to run track. Called Mexico City in 1968. Tanzanian. His name is John Stephen Akawai. Did I say that right, ma'am? She's from Tunisia, right? Amen. Miss Mary is. Y'all need to talk to Miss Mary. She's rich in stuff. In 1968, he wanted to run the marathon, 26 miles. And you know something? He was famous for losing, not for winning. It was a guy from uh, Ethiopia who won the race. He came in first. Well, less than halfway down the race, he fell. He got tangled up. He fell. Dislocated his knee. Got up. And continued to go. Bleeding. Now the race for him was over. Right? He Got up. Kept running. By himself. Seven hours later. A couple thousand people in the stands. They saw something great. Hmm. Now all his rivals came ahead of him. They were cheering. And he was back there, like some of us. I'm not mocking you, but if you're thinking mentally about the past, you're handicapped. You're dislocated. By the time he completed the race, it was about 7 PM that night. He was more than an hour behind any of the 57 guys who went ahead of him. He crossed over the line. And there's about a few thousand people, and they cheered. So on, You can go on, I love, I love YouTube now. You can go find anything you want. And they're cheering. He's bleeding, and his leg is going. And you know how you come into Olympic guy, run a couple laps. He just kept on going. He just kept on going. He just kept on going. And he crossed over the line. And they asked him, what is the deal? Why would you just quit, man? You, you had more than enough excuse to quit, like some of us here. Have more than enough excuse to quit. More excuses than you can ever think about. And you can quit and people say, you deserve to take a break. You deserve to step back. That happened to you? Take that time. He said this, which is one of the greatest quotes ever. Said this, my country didn't send me 5,000 miles just to start a race. Send me to finish the race. Our God, listen to me, did not send us here on earth to just start. He sent us here to finish. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, you finish it. You take it. It is done. You press on. Don't worry about your lineage, how you were born. Don't look about the past. You press on. Because even it says that, you can do it together with people. when it says this, that those who are with us together have the same mind, who are mature. If you come into a church and everyone's moving forward, you join in because we all mature and want to go ahead and do great things for God. You press on. He not created us to start. He created us to finish and do something great. He created our kids to do amazing things. He created his parents to do amazing things. It's never too late. He should have just called it, and they would have said, that's great. And here's the thing. He was so awesome. They invited him to the Sydney Games in 2000. When's the last time you checked someone who lost a race get promoted to a new race? The last time I checked was called the Kingdom of God. We were all losing a race, and then we got promoted in the kingdom of God, and now we're going to finish our race. God doesn't look at us as rejects. He looks at us as women, men, children, sons, and daughters. That's why I'm inspired by mothers. You pick up the children, you got to go. We got to go. Finish the race. Don't let anybody keep you from pressing on. Don't anybody try to try to identify you by your defect. That's so and so to so and so. No, 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 no. Someone Jesus died for. Finish your race, guys. I want to encourage some of you. If you're going through trouble with your marriage. Finish your marriage. Finish it out. Some of you kids, I, I think I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. do don't, don't disappoint. Disappointments for a moment. You have another day, as Pastor Sammy said, new mercies every morning. His promise is yes and amen. Finish and press it on. Press on. You grandmothers who are taking care of those grandkids, press on. Because your reward is unperishable. It won't perish. The reward that's coming from heaven. We're athletes. We have a lane. We have a race. It's not the rat race. If you don't know Jesus, it's a rat race. When you know Jesus, it's a kingdom race. Don't matter about the setbacks. There's no such thing. You just come back. Cause you gotta think about this. God picked me. Yeah. Of course. He always takes. That's what people want to throw away. It says no, no good. <laughs> Sorry. That's (laughs) I see something beautiful. Don't don't let the past, good or bad, stop you from pressing forward. Stop you from pressing forward. Always want to move forward. Why don't we all stand? God loves you so much that we're chasing a goal who is Jesus himself, the reward is Jesus himself, and then God calls us gold because he chased us down and he apprehended us. He grabbed us by the arm. Come on, you're going with me. And you don't know what was going on when you gave your life to Jesus. Like, whoa, what was that? He said, come on, I'm going with, you're going with me because you're not junk. You're not trash. You're not under. You're over. You're overcomers. Don't matter how old you are. Because <laughs> know why? He always leaves you speechless when he does the work in your life, doesn't he? You say, how did that happen? Because he's God and he loves you. Come on, get a lot of hand clap like you know it. I'm going to have some of our leaders come up. Again, happy Mother's Day. Next week, I gave the announcement. If you know any military people, get them here. We want to bless them.